Welcome to the MetPro Method Podcast. I'm your host, Crystal O'Keefe. Today, I am joined by MetPro coaches Brian Padilla and Kim Ansira. We are going to be discussing MetPro while on vacation. Ryan, Kim, thank you so much for being here today. Happy to be here, as always. <laughs> Happy to have you guys here. This is a popular subject. This comes up over and over again all year long. What are some basic considerations that you should make when you are traveling? Yeah, I can start us out just because uh, it's, you know, the past, what, eight to 10 weeks or so, it's been such a prominent topic for clients. I think we could all say that with a lot of our clients right now. There's so many tips and they're so specific, I think. But if we really had to generalize a couple, I think it's really just looking at your situation and what it looks like for you realistically. I think that's the first one, realistically looking at how how you want to handle it and how you want to look at this. Uh, so setting expectations for yourself would be the first thing that I would say is a, is a really good tip. And then from there, breaking down your next steps would be the, the next conversation to have. So that can be a spectrum, right? Like that could be, uh, you know, like if, I, if I'm going on a cruise, uh, I mm-hmm. probably am going to be having access to all you can eat, maybe all you can drink. And uh, mm-hmm. that might be a little more difficult to stay on plan uh, per se. So that might be a time that I'm like, you know what, I'm going to take a week off. How would that be different from the other end of the spectrum of I'm going to be gone for a weekend. I'm going to make sure that like I'm still on track. I want to still be following MetPro. Might have a treat here or there, but 90% I want to be on track. What are those two differences look like? Yeah, so that is a great point. What type of trip are you going on? Is it the weekend soccer tournament trip? I mean, there's a lot of clients right now that are still traveling in the summer for shorter duration trips. Um, like soccer tournaments or things with their kids that are involved in summer camps, things like that, where it's a quick weekend, or is it a week long, you know, cruise where um, you have to plan a little bit more for. So finding, you know, what is going to work for you, what's practical for the duration of that trip, and then setting those realistic goals, like you're saying, Ryan, because if it's not realistic, you're not going to stick to it no matter what. So finding something that is doable, um, healthy boundaries are key. So, you know, you can't go through life without setting any type of boundary, right? We have to do it with our nutrition as well. And same with traveling and get so tricky. So what are some different tips for a longer duration trip? I would say at minimum setting a quality breakfast um, as your standard for the trip. Okay, I'm gonna make sure my breakfast is on point, starts your day off right, and um, you know, that sets that expectation for the day. Okay, at least I had, I got one thing in that I know is gonna serve my body well. Some other strategies would be going a little further. Maybe it's very simple, like I'm just gonna have breakfast. Each person, you know, can set what's realistic for them. That's the key here. So, okay, maybe it's a step further and I know I can stick to having my breakfast and two snacks for the day, right? So it is going to look so different for each person. That is the biggest takeaway here. Each person has different travel schedule, different meal plans. So what is going to look best for them? Ryan, we go back to continuing this conversation. Is there a way that you can take your particular travel plans and figure out what's the best for you? I mean, obviously, if you have a MetPro coach, start there. But if you don't have a MetPro coach, what else can you do? 
Yes, that's a great question. Um, and so what I love to typically do with a client is is break that down with them and understanding the logistics of, of their time away. So even starting with when you arrive. And so can we create time to stop somewhere and prepare? Um, if we're not traveling with something like easy snacks um, that can hit hit our, our mid-morning, mid-afternoon snack, then you know, let's hit that local market and let's get the things we need to do um, to have that really good breakfast and to have some snacks. And then from that point, are we staying in a place that has at least a small kitchen available? Where can I prepare what I would like to prepare and can prepare? And that way I can plan ahead. Um, and that way, once I arrive, I've you know, hit the market I'm in the room and I can prepare what I need to prepare and set myself up for success when I arrive. And so that way, the rest of the time you're there, you have the capability to meet those realistic expectations. That's a really good point. How do you guys feel about the Instacart? I love whenever yeah. I go to a new town getting an Instacart and I'll have it delivered right to the hotel. I'll just go right down exactly. there to the front desk. So you do that too, Kim? Yeah. Yeah. Depending for clients, I will say, okay, research your area, uh, depending on where they're going. Right. So if there is access to a grocery store, it's likely going to have access to Instacart or a delivery system um, in place. So that is the number one thing. Take your uh, grocery list with you where look at your, you know, they know where they are with their macros so they can do that ahead of time who are not switching their plan while they're on vacation. And so that is going to be very helpful for them to be on track and take some of that stress away too, having it all ready to go. You get there, you know, you're ready to go. What do you think that people should do when they are going to be traveling on a plane? Let's say they want to take their snacks with them. Uh, do either of you have any thoughts on what kind of snacks that they should take if they're going to be traveling on a plane? Yes, um, I do this all the time. <laughs> Personally, if something is prepackaged, you know, you're, you're typically not going to have any issues you know, going through security or anything, even just with your carry on. And so easy protein bars, your almonds, your nuts like that. I think fruit might be tricky, um, but those are going to be my top two is like good fats and proteins, you know, th from things like nuts or protein bars. But if we just go with easy grab and go foods, those would be some of my top two because they're filling with um, at least a decent ratio of fats and proteins. Yeah. You know, one of my favorites to do is uh, the little kids applesauce packets. Applesauce. Yes. yes. Do you? So you do that, too. And I know you have you have kids, Kim. So maybe you maybe you I know <laughs> it's so funny, though, because you're like, it is a little interesting. You pulling it out. It's an applesauce pack. No, I'm eating it. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, it's very easy on the go and it's a hundred percent apple. So you don't have to worry about it. Um, I like it on your plan. Right. And I, yeah. And I like that. Like, even if it's not stored in the refrigerator, it's not going to go bad. Right. Yes. You can eat. It doesn't right. taste as good warm. Don't get me wrong, but it's not going to mm -hmm. go bad. So it's totally doable. Although I will also say even in an airport, carbs are so easy to come by. It's that it's it's like you right. said, Ryan, those those proteins, the, the healthy fats, that's what's good to make sure you have. So if you could only take one or the other, I think that your your proteins are your your top one. I think that makes a lot of sense. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Would you guys adjust what kind of snacks that you were taking if you were traveling somewhere in a car, like in a road trip? Definitely. Car versus plane. That's the number one question I'll ask. Okay, well, where are you going? How are you getting there? Because that's going to make a difference. A lot 
of my um, clients that are traveling by car, it's really doable just to pack your food with you, most of it. Sometimes they're packing you know, a lot of their meals too. So for the week or uh, if they're going up to the cabin, for instance, bring your ice chest with you, bring uh, things prepared already. So you have to do less work while you're on vacation and you can actually enjoy the vacation. But then also for the car ride, you want things that I mean, you can have a cooler so you can have your string cheese so you can pack a sandwich, things that aren't going to spoil. Yeah, a lot more options. Not recommended yeah. for a plane. Don't bring the string cheese on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So, all right. We've 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 covered hotels. We've covered cars. Um, we've covered shorter trips and longer trips. What about, um, what about whenever you're traveling and you still want to be active, but maybe the rest of your family doesn't? How do you fit that in? Yes. Um, yeah, I love this piece of vacation talk just because, and this also blends into kind of how you open things up, Crystal, with, you know, how, what's our realistic expectation of ourselves? And I like to break it down for clients that are more, um, that especially on a vacation they're looking forward to, where there might be more leniency than you might expect. And that my biggest tips are, okay, you've been working out this whole time. So why, why would we stop that? You know, you talk about how much, how much joy it brings you, peace it brings you and energy and then everything. And so let's be intentional about finding time to work out and let's hit that breakfast and those snacks. And that's those components right there are going to lead for a really incredible, um, vacation that is going to bring you in a better position when you come home. And you're also going to still be able to enjoy vacation a ton. And so the exercise component, especially if the family dynamic isn't, you know, in full support of that, or you're kind of rolling solo, you know, just have, make it a priority to get up before everybody gets up. And that doesn't sound like the funnest thing, but I hear all the time and I experience it myself, um, you know, on vacation, you know, obviously your obligations are a lot less. So getting up and working out mm-hmm. actually has a really refreshing outlook to the day. And so, you know, you get up, you have a good workout and you have your vacation for the rest of the day. And so it's actually very rewarding to start the day like that as well, it seems. All right. That sounds all good and all, but let's be realistic. Let's say, let's say you get there and the night before you might've had a drink or two makes that does make getting up early a little more challenging. So I'm just, just throwing that out at you. What do we do then? I would say, well, if you're there with kids versus not kids, it's going to change the game, obviously. Um, then you can just get up and go to the gym. If you have kids, well, you might be, you know, doing a lot of activities and that's great. Just get up, get your movement in for the day. Aim for, you know, your 10,000 steps as minimum. That's always good. On top of that, hey, maybe you're going to go swimming with oh, the kids. Yeah. Get in. I don't know. Get some swimming time in. Um, maybe you're at the beach. If, there, if there's a pool, if, we see what your options are, basically. Find ways to kind of sneak it in, I like to say, when you're with your kids. And then maybe you come back in the evening time and you have 10 minutes. Okay, that's great. 10 minutes is enough. You can do a body weight exercise um, or progression in your room and call it a day. So, you know, have flexibility with yourself at the same time. Um, It doesn't have to be, you know, a dedicated gym session. 
Very good point. So we can still enjoy the drink. We can still get up and do a 10 minute workout. (laughs) I like it. I like it. Yeah. What about if you're going to do something that's super active? Like, let's say you're taking the kids to Disney World. Um, I think if Mm -hmm. you've been there, you know, there's a lot of steps involved. You know, I mean, when we go, it's like a 10 mile walk a lot of days. So it's not a it's not a busy walk. It's not like my heart rate's up very high. Um, but you're still walking a lot. Should you still push yourself to get a workout in? I would I'm gonna say yes. I always am, and that's just, that's, that's the crucial. always yes. Yeah. Um, and, and and here's here's why. I think there's a couple of components to it. I and I truly believe if we are um objects in motion stay in motion right and so maybe you don't work out the five days of vacation that you're there but if we can you know two or three days the majority of the time we can do that we're going to be in a good position um and but that's a lot of of you know if you hit 10 mile walk that's a you're probably you know in a hot environment you not only is are you walking a lot you know your your heart rate's pretty elevated the whole time so is the end of the world if you don't get it in no i mean that's still an incredibly active day without a doubt Okay. What about you, Kim? It sounded like you had something to add there as well. I don't know. I went to Disney World last year (laughs) and I was beat. So um, it takes a lot out of you. It really does. I would say, see how you feel. Um, Again, like Ryan said, it's not the end of the world if you don't get it in. Really gauge. Do you need rest? You need just to prioritize rest. Say, hey, you've had enough for the day. Listen to your body, right? So that's number one. Listen to your body. Number two, if you're like, I got a little more gas in the tank, then definitely go for it. (laughs) Okay. Okay. But it is, it's a lot of walking. So it really just depends on where you are, how your day really looked. It does. Uh, You know, I I think, I think going back to the very first point, it just depends on what your, your vacation is. I mean, there's times as a family, we have gone to uh, Mexico and we've sat on the beach and done nothing of consequence, you know, for an entire week. Exactly. And it was a lot easier to get a workout in two or three days than it was the times we were at Disney World because we tend to be, when we go to Disney World, we tend to be the people that are like 7 a.m. all the way till 11 p.m. <laughs> and then the next day you're just dead. Like the idea of getting There's up no an hour. There's no time early. for a workout. There isn't. <laughs> we we right, always have these really intentions. Depends. It's like, oh, we'll, we'll really hang back at the pool this time. And we never do. We never do that. <laughs> I know there are families that are much more successful at that than we are. We just like to see all the things. So, um, but I think yeah. that's why it, it is so unique and why you do need to take a look at what kind of a vacation you're doing. I know a lot of people that'll do exactly. what they call active vacations, you know, where maybe they're, uh, you know, it's a skiing vacation or something like that, where they're doing something really active the entire time. And I would think that you would approach that very differently than a family vacation where you're hanging out on the beach. Um, Do you guys have any thoughts about like an active vacation, how people might want to approach that differently? Yeah. um, I've had the opportunity to work with a a lot of clients that have taken crazy active vacations that, and they're big time cyclists. And so they do like, you know, a lot of rides or even a couple of clients that, um, had the chance to go to Europe and they do a lot of these uh, excursions that are all day long on bicycle. And so, you know, that's obviously taking it a step up from, you know, even a five to 10 mile hike around, you know, an amusement park. And so with that, it's like, yeah, like we actually need to make sure you're fueled well. So that's part of the conversation mm-hmm. as a coach as well. Um, because it, it's, as I'm sure a lot of you have experienced, it's, we can actually underfuel if we're busy on vacation a lot of the time. 
um and and we can super it's super easy to miss meals or snacks and so on things like that we really actually got to make sure we're being intentional with getting the, the food we need you know, that's a really great point. And, and I think mm-hmm. I think adding that in, regardless of what kind of vacation you're taking, I like to tell my clients to make sure you take your snacks with you everywhere you go. Yeah. Like even if you think, oh, I'll be back in a few hours, take your snacks because Lord only knows where, you know, the youngest one wants to go versus your husband or your partner wants to go. And then next thing you know, it's eight hours later, you're hungry, you're tired, you sit down and you are not going to make good decisions if that's the <laughs> That's the headspace you are in. (laughs) Right. And the amount of time it takes to order food, find out where you're going to go for your next meal or snack. So having that option with you is going to be crucial because the time crunch right there. You know, once you start hitting that low, you have nothing with you. Your blood sugar drops and your energy is going to tank, too just setting you up for more success when you plan, right? Yeah. Plus, I don't know about you guys, but I get awfully cranky whenever that happens. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I always say there's a difference between being tempted um, and then being tempted and hungry is a terrible combination. Mm -hmm. Terrible. That is a really, really good point. Um, Okay. So we've covered a lot of things. Are there, are there any pieces that you feel like when it comes to, a vacation that people ask you guys all the time? I mean, you you guys talk to clients day in, day out. What kind of questions are coming up that we may not have covered at this point? <laughs> oh, my favorite is, can I have alcohol on my vacation? <gasps> yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> of course, it's like the number one, right? And I always say, well, you know, that's your decision, right? Your decision, not my decision as a coach, but they want me to, you know, give my opinion. And obviously, you know, I want what's best for my client. And if, you know, we will, we'll discuss it, right? We kind of set healthy boundaries around it. So making something that's doable um, for where they are, what progress they want to see and setting those realistic expectations going back to that. So again, it, it, it it looks different for each person. Yeah. I I would I'm very curious to hear what your thoughts are on that as well, Ryan. I, I kind of feel like sometimes not gaining is 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 a win uh, on a vacation. I, I would say that's that's what I, I strive for as a coach. Um, there are few and far between situations where a client comes back and does well and actually takes it and uses it to their advantage. Um, I can only think of one off the top of my head uh, it was a gentleman that took that really active biking trip. Uh, but um, the alcohol certainly does come up. And I, I really just, I approach it how Kim just described it with, yeah, I'm not here to tell you what to do. What I, what I do though is want to create conversation about what could happen if we do this versus if we do that. Um, mm-hmm. And really try to have conversation on both ends and then what that looks like in the gray area as well. Um, and I think I connect from there is what I hear a lot of is, essentially what falls under the umbrella of you know the all or nothing mindset of like just going crazy um on vacation um and linking that to really trying to approach it as you know not an all or nothing mindset we and and obviously that's a that's a topic of conversation for a general approach to lifestyle change but for vacation in general um really trying to battle against that is is where I tr- try to talk about a lot and where I hear about a lot from clients of 
um, you know, trying to understand that we don't expect to be 100% track uh, at all during this time away, but more so take these conscious decisions that, that we've talked about. And knowing going in with a game plan, you're actually going to be more confident and feel more controlled and be able to actually enjoy your vacation a lot better. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. I uh, I like to kind of think of it as whatever your plan is, even if your plan is like, I am going to eat whatever I want for lunch and dinner and make sure I have a snack and do whatever and, and I'm going to eat a good breakfast. If that's your plan and you still have like sweets with your dinner and things like that, that's still what you decided to do. That's still following a plan and not having any exactly. plan is better than that. Because I... Again, I don't know about you guys. I, I'm usually pretty good for about two to three day trips, but I get to those seven day trips. There's something that happens on that third day. I don't know. I can't explain it. But like on the third day, I'm kind of like, oh, whatever. Caution to the wind. It's a lot harder to be in that mindset after several days, especially when everyone around you is drinking and eating whatever they want. Do you guys have any thoughts on that? Again, <laughs> again, most of the time I am checking in with my clients after the third day march for that reason alone. It's like, how's your trip going? <laughs> Maybe you should check and on that's me, Kim. Like, exactly. It's like, um, yes, that's right. I'm supposed to be sticking to what I set for myself. Are you sticking? You know, are that's the beauty of having a coach, right? Are you sticking to what we talked about? You know, crickets maybe, but most of the time, I would say my clients are doing really well with that. Um, but yeah, from time to time, it's like, well, you kind of kind of gauge the first couple of days and then you do what's best for you. If you feel like you just want that time, then you have that time and know when you get back, you're coming back to plan. We're not doing anything drastic. You're just coming right back onto plan and, um, you know, picking it back up when, where you left off. That makes sense. Do you have anything to add, Ryan? That was a curveball for you guys. I was just checking on you. <laughs> no, I, I have a lot of the same conversation. Um, and I think where I, because again, I, I try to think um, forward. And and with with that, those conversations with the client is like, okay, let's, let's just play the scenario out. Let's talk about what happens if we take path A, B, or C, right? Um, and that's throwing caution and wind the whole time, you know, being on plan, you know, 90% or somewhere in between that. And so we try to play that out. And, and what I try to do is help the client understand what their, where their decisions will lead and to try to help them think for themselves, what's going to be the best. And ultimately that can come up with a really good answer that the, that the client has for themselves. Um, and because I think a lot of the times naturally we all would like to throw caution to the wind, but I think if we can think about consequences and um, what this looks like for the goals and, and why I started doing this, um, it can be helpful in, in finding that gray space. Mm -hmm. I love that. And I was going to say or add into that is that most of our clients have been there, done that. So they know how that feels when you go through that visualization with them. They've been there. They know how that feels. They don't want to feel like that when they get back from this vacation. That's why they're doing what they're doing most of the time. So we always um, do the same thing, um, do a lot of proactive visualization and make sure that, you know, what your goals are, are still going to be at the top of mindset, even on vacation. 
that's a good but with point. Flexibility, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and you know, on that point, I, I before I found MetPro years ago, at this, it's been a while. Um, you know, I used to think that you approached it by, oh, I got to lose weight before I go on vacation, and so I would like starve myself. And now I know mm-hmm. that's the exact opposite of what we want to be doing. What do you guys do to take your clients through getting prepared for a vacation instead of just being like, okay, vacation starts tomorrow, you have no prep, you know, you're just, you're just going out there. What kind of, what kind of um, changes do you make to their plans before vacation? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, So always open communication. We try to, it's always important to know what's coming up for the client, you know, weeks in advance. Um, for something like this, because it, it's probably happened a couple times. Like, oh, I'm going on vacation, you know, in two days. Like, oh, well, I really wish I would have known that. I yeah. could have tried to help you out a little <laughs> bit more. And and that's because um, if I know that in advance, um, you know, well, my job is again that goal we talked about earlier. It's a big win if we can, if we're talking about the scale specifically, not about habits. If if that person can come back really in a really good spot right about before they left. And that's incredible. We can hit the ground running and we really didn't miss a beat. Um, And we probably had a great vacation too. And so I want to try to get their metabolism in a place where it's set for more flexible eating and maybe, you know, a couple drinks here and there and um, bigger dinners and, and sweets. And so if I can build up their metabolism in order to send them away in preparation for that, I can also assist them in coming back in a, in a really good spot on the scale. 100%. 100%. Yep. Typically, you don't want to be on a low phase on vacation. Um, that's very rare, I would say. Sometimes it does happen. But um, like if they have given you last minute notice, for instance, but most of the time we want their metabolism to be functioning at a higher pace. So we want to make sure we're planning and prepping for that and getting them to a good spot so they can enjoy their vacation. Wonderful. That's really good yeah. advice. And, you know, one of the reasons behind that is because you just like your example, Crystal, is whenever somebody, you know, stars themselves or goes into a major caloric deficit, you know, trying to get themselves into a certain position for a wedding, for a vacation. And when we arrive, we may may have accomplished that. Mm-hmm. Our, our body and our metabolism is very vulnerable. Um, and maybe we hit day two or three and we throw caution to the wind or, or maybe it's, you know, that, that night, <laughs> that first dinner on vacation, we throw caution to the wind, your body's super vulnerable. And so the chances of, of you gaining a lot of weight during vacation is substantially higher in that situation. It is. Yeah. I, I like to think about, I always, whenever I, I think about that scenario, I always, I always hear Angelo in the back of my head talking about earn your weight. Like he'll be like, you know, just because you hit a certain weight for a day or two doesn't mean that you've earned that weight and earning that weight means that you can have a good metabolism at that weight. That's very active and able to can, you can consume a healthy amount of food and nutrition and still keep that weight. And that's earning the weight. So just because you hit it, just before you left doesn't mean you're going to be happy about right. it when you come back. <laughs> um, okay. What else? Is there anything that you guys think about when you think about vacations that you want to make sure our clients out there here, people who maybe they aren't even part of MetPro yet need to know about when they think about vacations that we haven't covered yet? Wow. Hmm. Yeah. 
there's a lot <laughs> to cover with vacation. We were just skimming the surface for sure. Um, planning ahead is the number one tip, um, I would say, out of everything. Planning ahead, but what we haven't covered, Ryan? <laughs> um, just being mindful overall. Um, just getting into a good mindset. It's hard when you are going into a vacation. There's so much probably stress and planning and packing. Um, that is the key to packing and prepping for nutrition is to take that load off too. There's so much stress already probably trying to get to vacation that if you can just make sure to plan some things with you, it is going to help tremendously, help you feel good too. That is the most important key is that, you know, if you are under fueling, that is gonna affect your energy and energy on vacation. So keep that in mind that you wanna have good energy that is going to come in with dialing you in your, your nutrition. That's a good point. That's a very good point. Anything else to add, Ryan? Um, you know, mindfulness is a, a good point uh, to bring up. And as Kim was talking there, it, it just reminded me of a, a couple pieces that, that I've had in, when talks about vacation uh, with clients. And that is that preparation, it, it is another box to check when getting ready for a trip, um, whether it's snacks or you know, doing the logistics to make sure you stop by the store and use Instacart and do this and that. Um, but uh, all the time I talk about how preparation actually creates freedom. Um, it, it creates it creates space in your mind to think about other things. And so once that those things are done, not only does it bring you peace because that's taken care of, but it also brings you peace because you know there's no worry or stress or anxiety about what you should choose to eat here or there. Um, and so it actually creates a lot of, of freedom in so many different aspects. Oh, that's a great point. Totally. And you guys both made me think of when you talk about preparation and planning, one thing that I have learned over time is to make sure you plan to have things in your house for when you get back. Because if you don't, yes. and you don't go to the grocery <laughs> store for three days, it will be a disaster. <laughs> that is, I'm glad you brought that up because that was something I just have had a conversation with one of my clients about. And it was to plan for when you get back because you'll get back and you'll have an empty fridge. Well, you need to have things set in your freezer and your pantry ready to go so you can get right back to plan and not have to go grocery shopping immediately. <laughs> yeah, I like to keep, um, I like to keep, I, I enjoy like tuna and I love those little packets of yeah. tuna. Um, I think those are, are great and you can add those to, you know, dried pasta or if you're on a lower plan, you could you could mix it up with some nutritional yeast and, and things like that to, to add some flavor to it. But that's that's a nice meat that you don't have to worry about thawing out day one if you don't if it's in the right. freezer. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Anything else you guys want to add before we wrap up? No, I think we covered all the the uh, main topics here. Well, this has been super helpful. Uh, Kim, Ryan, thank you both so much. I really appreciate your time. And I know that our listeners are going to appreciate this food for thought as they head out on their vacations <laughs> this summer. 
And listeners, that's all for you this week. You can find all the MetPro Method episodes anywhere you get podcasts, or you can go to metpro.co slash podcast. Please be sure to follow the show and rate and review. That lets other people know what they can expect from the show. You can also learn more about MetPro at metpro.co. I'm your host, Crystal O'Keefe, and I'll be back next week. Until then, remember, consistency is key.